testing. We're right. back. My favorite part was when Kim Chi just told them they're all shitty reality TV stars. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part was when Kim Chi was like, hey, Derek. <laughs> Kim Chi would be much shadier than that. I'm actually like the biggest Kim Chi fan because she reminds me of myself. <laughs> hey, Derek. <laughs> you know, you and Kim Chi would get along, which makes me jealous because that means you'd be closer to Naomi Smalls. Uh-oh. The Stony will get to go to like their um, Asian trips where they eat like, like, smorgasbords of like food. Oh my gosh! Kimchi and I would be friends because we think we're better than so like much good every like thing ever. We're like we're above drag race. Definitely not keto, <laughs> but so much good food. <laughs> Definitely not keto, girl. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, grrr. All right. Well, you guys, welcome. Hello, America. Thanks for coming. This is the uh, third podcast this week, and holy cannoli, I'm sure your ear holes are real tired. Yes, queens. We do it because we love it, and we do it for you. Happy Drag Race. Yeah, we definitely recorded this one last for a reason. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sony's like, we've recorded for hours this weekend, and I'm done. Yeah. Well, let's power through this, girl, <laughs> so we can get to the fun part. Uh, so we will be talking about Celebrity Drag Race first. If you don't want to hear about that, you can skip to uh, halfway, and we'll be talking about We're Here, the HBO show. That's right. Fresh after our first break. All right, you guys. Let's start with Celebrity Drag Race. So on this episode, we have Kim Chi, Nina West, and Bob the Drag Queen. They're all <laughs> mentoring our guest, quote unquote, celebrities. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. I love Kim Chi. We love Bob. And of course, who doesn't love them? Some Nina West. What a big time get for Nina West to come fresh off of season 11. There's like to be with these other like big time queens for her to be on this uh, series. Like that's pretty huge for her, right? Drag is magic. Yes. Um, fun fact. Shea Coulee was not asked to be on the show. Oh, Oh. Yeah, I found that out in uh, her podcast she did with Meatball and Big Dipper called Sloppy Seconds. Is that a thing? Like, was there drama behind that? or? No, I'm sure there's no drama. Like, now we know she was on All Stars 5, so maybe the way it was filming, it wouldn't work out or something. Yeah, and also Nina West is reigning Miss Congeniality. Yes, you love to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this week our celebrities are Alex Newell, which you may know from Glee, which is how I know them. Yes. And then you have Dustin Melligan from um the Shits Creek. Yes, love that show. And uh some guy named Matt Eisman from a Ninja American Ninja Warrior show. Yes, that's the show where um, humans fall off obstacles. Also, can I just say, it reminds me of American Dad from like the <laughs> the cartoon, the guy in the wheelchair. Is that kind Amer- of? He kind of reminds me of American Dad. <laughs> oh, so, so I've never seen a, uh, American Ninja Warrior. Is that like um, when Kim Chi tries to walk down the runway? 
It might as well be. Because <laughs> you talked about falling and stuff off objects. It might, you know, it might as well be because on this show, these people are just running straight and forward just towards I gaps and holes and there's just parkouring all over the I place guess. and doing monkey bars and ropes and shit I definitely can't They're probably do. just like ninja, Korean... Sure. So like yes. a day in the life of kimchi is like ninja obstacles. It's like just getting over the cracks in the sidewalk. Right. <laughs> Watch those heels, girl. Yes. So this was a pretty good cast. Yeah. I know we kind of were like uh, poo-pooing on the first cast. Yeah, it's hit or miss because not obviously like all of you listeners don't watch the same shows. Um, the three of us don't watch the same shows. I am actually really familiar with Alex off of the Glee project. I love Glee. I keep up with the show. I've watched the series at least twice. So I was very familiar with Alex. Um, the only person I did not know was um, the American Ninja Warrior guy. And of course, Shit's Creek. Love, love, love that show. It's been one of the many shows I've binged and cried and laughed with during this quarantine period. Yeah, and to be fair to Drag Race, I don't want to be mean, but, like, TV is so fractured right now. Like, you can watch so many shows on so many platforms, and you may have never even heard of a show. So, I mean, I don't want to, like, discount anything, because I actually went back to, like, the first episode, and that um, Jordan guy was, like, on a, like, regular tv show that was on cbs like i found that out later so yeah it's not like these people apparently all have jobs somewhere i just have never heard of half of them and remember <laughs> it's all for charity so we're gonna keep it fun on you know all of our shade is fun you know when it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i thought the the mini challenge was pretty fun we got to find out how funky is their chicken they were cheerleading and that was their uh their competition to find out who their mentors would be. This was rough. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> I learned that it's easier to put like makeup on without a wig. <laughs> yes. Good lessons from kimchi. Yes. Kimchi tip number one. Um, I lived for this challenge. The pit crew is involved. It was very fun to watch. Definitely. Uh, so this was real fun. Um, from here, we get to pair the queens with their... Uh, celebrity counterparts and Dustin Milligan wins yes. and picks Nina West. Good job, Ted. His name's yes. Ted on the show. Oh, I was <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> then Matt Isaman gets put with Kim Chi and Alex Newell gets put with Bob the Drag Queen. I think fair pairings. Um, I have the same critique though for. I'm going to keep calling him Ted because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're Alexis' boyfriend who moved away. Um, <laughs> but Dustin picks Nina West and sh Nina West is like the nicest queen I think ever. So it's like, how are you going to do this roast with Nina West? Right. And that's the main challenge this week. They're ro roasting RuPaul. Yeah, sorry, I skipped ahead there. Yeah. Well, we're pretty much there. <laughs> this challenge, actually, for it being, like, the Celebrity Drag Race season, I actually really enjoyed this challenge. It was really funny, and I loved the roast 
that they did on all of the judges. Everyone did a good job, right? Like they think the queens did a really good job with the um, competitors coming in to do Celebrity Drag Race, and they all took the notes because everyone did and performed pretty well on the stage. Yeah, all the jokes were really funny. No one was really like bad in their roast. Um, it was fun to to get to see Bob and Kimchi and Nina do a little roast also. Uh turns out Nina can you know be a little dark sided here and there. I loved uh-huh. Nina's everybody say old. <laughs> <laughs> old <laughs> That's right. Nina showed us she's got some shade deep down in there, which of course she's a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. I thought the one was funny that they said Oh, you know, in French, visage means face. So I guess we just found out today that Michelle means wrinkly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was really funny. Shade. (laughs) Shade, 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 but make it funny. (laughs) That was real fun. Um, I enjoyed Dustin's drag name, Rachel McAdams Apple. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, Rachel McAdams. Is that the act? Rachel. She's in the notebook and she was also in Mean Girls. Is that her last name though? McAdams? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that makes it even funnier for me for those exact reasons. Stoney just (laughs) mean, (laughs) mean girls. (laughs) Yes. And Alex uh, had a good drag name. Madam that bitch. Yes. I'm feeling it. She need a cocktail and Madam that bitch. Yes. And then uh, just to complete this, Matt Isaman was Bet Bordeaux. I've, I like his appreciation of like the name Bordeaux because he has he has an understanding on pop culture and kind of what those figures have meant and what they personified. So I, I liked his reasoning for picking that name and bringing that kind of energy to life. Definitely. And just like in episode one, we have one con- uh, celebrity contestant that is really like familiar with drag, and this would be Alex Newell. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you guys that are um, either too young to watch Glee or just didn't watch Glee on the show, um, Alex played a character that was um, trans and dressed up as a woman in their in a rival show choir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stunted on the queens when. You say somebody can sang the house down. This this person can just wreck any building yeah. with their voice. Like, holy shit, can they sing? Yeah, that bitch, Miss Madam, that bitch could sing and looked fierce. Oh, yeah, turns looks. Definitely. So I, I think in this competition, to me, it didn't really seem like Alex was really out of, like, their comfort zone. True, until we dug more into, like, the comedy aspect, right? Right. Um, Dustin, uh, I guess, identifies as a heterosexual male, but, um, you know, just kind of finds the gender roles not always to apply to how he feels like it is to be a man. Um, So I thought that was really interesting, you know, kind of like, I, I don't know if you would call him queer just for his, like, gender role. Uh, ideologies or whatever just basically not being toxic masculinity i think we should just we can just call him an ally because the image that i get in my head is a little straight boy just trying to be a kid and 
maybe he'd rather be cooking with his mom than throwing the football or baseball with dad. And dad was like, fuck that. The girls go in the kitchen. You're coming outside when all he really wanted to do is like cook or do something else. So I kind of got it from that, that view. Like he didn't like being forced to do perform a certain way because he happens to be a straight male. Right. And then Matt, um, definitely heterosexual male, but he brought a very fun energy to the competition. Um, I really enjoyed Yeah. Uh, he was really interesting kind of like funny, you know, personable guy. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, en- I enjoyed everybody's energy this episode because it's, it makes it more fun to watch these celebrity drag race episodes when you can tell the person's just open and they're just there to have a good time and, and have the experience so yeah i really liked it too i thought this was probably my favorite episode out of all the celeb drags definitely i would agree on that one for sure um so here they lip sync and they're lip syncing to it's all coming back to me now by celine dion (laughs) featuring reynold (laughs) stoney got up to get his jimmy johns y'all sorry Did you even lock our door? Oops. He's just trying to let <laughs> he's just trying to let all the street in. This isn't a barn. I'm not trying to die tonight. <laughs> Were you born in a barn? Stony locked the door. <laughs> yeah, so this oh lip gosh. sync was an interesting choice because usually we get something more upbeat, but I can see that they probably picked it for like the drama of it all. Like if there's a song to perform and serve in a lip sync and your fiercest drag it's going to be this song that's going to give you the moment yes so we'll go ahead and just finish this while stoney eats his sandwich um no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i'll try not to like eat in the microphone (laughs) this isn't a mukbang girl (laughs) um but uh yeah so in the end of this episode uh they actually all win and i think that it was deserved because all three were really strong in the roast all three were really strong in the lip sync so mm-hmm. it made sense and you like to see more money going to charity so that's good that's right each winner got uh twenty thousand dollars they all i like bob's breakdown of all the queens like they were all doing a great job in various styles so rightfully so they all won and good job ladies (laughs) yes so the charities that were donated to were project heal and that is an organization that helps people suffering with eating disorders Mm -hmm. um so then you also have the arthritis foundation which is pretty self-explanatory and then um you have the heatrick martin institute which uh, is an organization devoted to serving the needs of the LGBTQ community. And you love to see that too. Oh yes. All great organizations that we've seen pop up on this series of drag race. So um, how awesome it's, I love to hear that. Yes. So that seems like a good stopping point for our discussion on celeb drag race. It was really fun. One more to go and then we're free. Um, So, (laughs) uh so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break here and then we will be back to talk about we are here 
Hey everyone, thanks for coming. We wanted to take a moment to check in on you, listener, to make sure you're taking care of yourselves during these corona-not-so-tastic times. These are crazy and unique times, so it's extra important to mind your self-care and to not get wrapped up in things you simply cannot control. Coronavirus should be taken seriously, and the guidelines that the people of the world have to follow are simple. Practice social distancing, disinfect surfaces regularly, Wear a mask and disposable gloves if possible. Stay home, work remotely if you can, and only leave the house for essential errands. And wash your damn hands, people. Remember to log off if you need a break from news or coverage during the pandemic. Give yourself social media breaks to detox and recharge. Find some fun at home and have a virtual kiki with family and friends to keep your spirits up. Get lost in some new music discoveries as well. Or better yet, listen to our podcast. If you're a new listener of the show, first of all, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Remember to leave us a review and rate us five hallelujah stars wherever you listen to our show. That's right. Hallelujah stars. Thank you in advance. You can find us on social media at TFC pod or visit us on our website. Thanks for coming podcast.com. If you're feeling lonely and don't have anyone to shade with, Feel free to drop us a line at tfcpod at gmail.com. Oh, and one other thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to our second half of our show. We're going to talk about the third episode of We're Here, the lovely, lovely queer HBO show. And this week, we are in Branson, Missouri. The most hateful city of America. (laughs) Yo, listen, Branson was not fucking around with the Queens, okay? (laughs) Yeah, it was really um, interesting. I mean, we kind of have seen in the first two episodes, like, the, the townies giving them looks and, like, some questionable interactions um, some standoffishness, but this one, they were real, like, hateful. Yeah, I mean, like, the cops came out because they were on the sidewalk just being regular human beings. Okay, they happen to be in full drag, but, I mean, we're just out here on the street enjoying our rights. I know, and, like, the lady that, this happened, like, in the middle of the episode, the lady that, like, handed handed them the phone was like full-on resident evil like i'm going to kill you bitch (laughs) yeah she looked like a white walker (laughs) it's like you can't love showbiz that much if you don't um understand the impact drag race and these three queens that are on your doorstep yeah um, have made in the world we definitely won't be going on a cabin weekend (laughs) at branson anytime soon (laughs) now obviously (laughs) listeners we know that that's not the entire community so why don't we dig into that yes girl uh let's see where should we start what's let's start with shangela Shangela had, uh, well, Shangela was mentoring uh, a gentleman named Charles. Yes. Charles. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> I believe and, so. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then, so Charles is um, a, just a, a gay person in Branson who is a dancer That's and right. sort of shy about like public affection. 
um, or, you know, just being queer in public just because of how the, um, the community is there, you know, so hateful, like, um, who's explaining that you can not be hired for jobs pretty easily there for if they find out you're gay or let go from a job. So it's really sad to see, but, um, Charles, you know, they felt that pressure. It's like, okay, it's easy to say, just move, but not everybody can do that. And people have their reasons for staying. And this is definitely one of those towns that I feel just my take on the episode, um, tries to keep queer people in the closet so i'm so happy that the show found their way to branson yeah i really liked his story it was he is like i mean he's such an awesome dancer he's so like i don't know like you can just like when he was like performing for string angela just kind of impromptu there like it was just like oh wow like he can really move like he's very flexible like he Strong should just be per- he should be performing all the time like he's just so amazing and like it sucks that he's like in this town like and nobody will appreciate it or like people will even like be against him because they won't give him an opportunity right. because oh you just have a little too much swish in your walk or oh your eyes are just so wide you must you must be gay and it's just a reminder of like all of us like all gay people in general like we all have to face these um barriers right like when we're in a position where it's like okay well people won't take us seriously or judge us because maybe we because we are gay or whatever and it's Mm -hmm. just like it sucks for him because such a talented performer especially in a in a town that has like such a theatric presence and they're like shunning gays away it's like girl you're in a theater town like why wouldn't you want gay people to be there right and i also appreciate this kind of view too because um being a person of color there are times where you can walk into a space where you may be the only one or one of a few people of color in a room and you just kind of feel like a zoo animal if people don't know how to use their manners or just walk up to you and ask a question or start a conversation. So I feel like this is what Charles and other queer people in the town deal with because I'm not trying to say like, Oh, you're this way, you're that way. But queer people, we carry ourselves a certain way. And I'm not saying like all of us have the extra sugar in the tank, but we all have some trait of ours personally that kinds of signals to strangers that we have that little bit of extra and pizzazz. And I was just getting that, like, for lack of a better phrase, like gay face from Charles. And that's not his fault. Like he's just a bright person, huge welcoming eyes, like somebody who looks like they're actually listening to you when you speak. And instead of taking that for the positivity that it is, people in that town are just like, oh, there goes that, you know, F-A-G over there, you know. Right. And Charles has been in a relationship for 11 years Mm -hmm. and uh, his partner was there supporting him at the final performance, which was sickening. They had like this, you know, cool like intro that was very like uh, broad, like, you know, very showy, uh, like musical Disney-esque start. And then, of course, Shangela comes out, and then they do a reveal into, like, some super glittery, sparkly, fun costumes. 
And Charles was no stranger to the heels. I mean, as soon as the transformation was complete, it's like, oh, this bitch has already been on two seasons of Drag Race, so she's yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I think that is a good spot to switch discussions to a different queen in a different story. Um, I think we would uh, switch to Eureka next, who was mentoring a gentleman named Chris, who is heterosexual, uh, married, has a kid. Um, I guess if you were to label him in one of the gay tribes, you would call him a bear. So that was kind of an interesting story, you know, just to have a um, heterosexual man be so confident. I think the story behind Chris was um, a few years ago, he had almost attempted suicide, um, almost got divorced from his wife. I think they're okay now. They're um, in the middle of the divorce now, yeah, they're but still they're able to co-parent successfully. Yes. That part confused me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then, so, so he, Charles is, uh, uh, not Charles, um, Chris is trying to come out of his shell and just be like a little bit more expressive of his feelings. He wants to use his pain and channel what he went through to help others. And he wants to do this by um, making a splash for the queer people in his town, which I think is huge because Branson is clearly a place that needs it. Yeah. And it's, I really liked his story because he talked a lot about how he kind of like would suppress his feelings. Like, if he felt a certain way about something, like instead of showing emotion, he would just kind of internalize it. He was taught that it kind of like, that's where it got him to the point where he felt like he needed to commit suicide or end his life. And so like, it was really interesting that drag was helping him like bring out his emotion so he could like show a personality and not feel like he had to be so guarded all the time. And I thought that was really interesting. And Eureka did such a good job with this person. Like, I don't know, like I've teased Eureka, like when this show first started, even when she was on drag race, but like, I'm really enjoying Eureka on these episodes. Like she's doing such a good job. And like, it gives me such an appreciation for everything she does because she's such a good queen. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's really nice to see her on this show. Yeah, she really brings it out of them. She like really just cuts to the point and like if she can see like uncertainty or not enough confidence in their eyes, you're just like, "Yo, what's going on? What's the deal?" I appreciate that about Eureka because so far with all of her people that we've seen on the series, it's very much like, "Okay, I know that you're looking at me like I'm just this big, you know, big sparkling queen, but why the fuck do you want to do this with the show? And why do you want to do it with me? Like, I love how she does that. Like Stoney says, just cuts to the chase because that puts the person on the spot and pulls them out of that moment. And it's like, Oh yeah. Oh shit. Like Eureka is here in front of me and I'm about to do this thing. So, (laughs) and with Eureka too, like she's had some like problematic things in her past, like as well. But I honestly think that's like, part of like with her it's like she's from like a southern place and like from rural america where she can like kind of relate to some of these queens or some of these people 
I don't want to call them queens because they're not really drag queens, but like, <laughs> um, but she can just relate to them because this is like the area, the type of area that she grew up in. That's her demographic. And like, yes, she may have had like problematic past, but like she's, I don't think it comes from a place of like hatred. I think it comes from a place of like, um, She's a product of her environment. Right. Like just being ignorant on issues and ignorant on different things. So like, I think it's just a refreshing take for you. We could have come in and be like, here's what's going on. And I'm going to help you with this. This is a good example. Um, Feel however you want about anyone you want to cancel. Um, You remember at one point we were ready to cancel Eureka. I think this is a good example of when we say on the show, we like to see people that are trying to make the difference and be a positive influence. And I feel like Eureka is doing that now. So what has happened in the past, I truly think that she's doing the work to make up for that. And I mean, she's doing great work with these people. Definitely. And she's so fearless with like the townies when they're being like hateful. Yes. Completely fearless, which I mean, that's has to be terrifying doing this for all three of them. Right, because that was like a whole storyline is that they couldn't even find a place to do this show. Like all the people were like, no, no, no. And I mean, she probably like full T, like she probably feels a little more, a little less fearless than like the black queens. If I was a black queen, I'd probably be a little more afraid just from like the fucking psychopaths that are like in these towns. Right. (laughs) I mean, right. You could. (laughs) be out jogging and lose your life (laughs) exactly yeah i mean look at what's happening now it's crazy um but yeah that's a great point so yeah last story and queen we have uh bob the drag queen and bob is mentoring tanner and tanner has a really interesting story um was brought up very religious His his mother is not religious um so there's sort of like that um kind of like you know the clash of ideologies Mm -hmm. and uh also tanner was an out gay man however then decided that i guess he was going in the closet and came out as christian (laughs) um because like at the start of the show you hear him say oh i still struggle with same-sex attraction which is like the 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 hot words for oh yeah the that. The, the specifically selected bible words <laughs> right and so, that's that's no yeah. shade that's just kind of how religion works when it's used against queer people we forget about all the other stories that actually highlight that um being queer is not bad we just pick the parts of the story or the good book in quotes if you will that work for your argument I think that Tanner's story was very interesting because um, not going to lie, I took a little bit of offense and was slightly annoyed when I was listening to Tanner's story because what I heard was, okay, you're probably young in the closet, decided to come out, move away. You couldn't handle the party life and you ran back home and found God. And that's just not how it works. It sounds like you just weren't ready for the party lifestyle, the party lifestyle is not necessarily a gay lifestyle. Um, just wait till you're 30. I mean, Stoney and I are home most nights. We go out here and there. But, I mean, 
it gets better, girl. Like, you can't just say, oh, it's the gayness that's bringing this poison out of me. But I do think that that's the religion confusing Tanner because he felt like he had to choose when there are so many examples of open, openly gay churches and people and communities that are accepting of queer people coming into, you know, their sanctuaries. I just think he hasn't been exposed to that yet. So um, he had some work to do. Yeah. And like, I don't want to judge Tanner because I think that coming out is not a clean process in any way, shape or form. It's always a messy piece. Like it's a messy thing, regardless who's doing it and when it happens. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that he probably it's a form of self-hatred probably because you grew up just being like, I hate, I don't want to do this. I, I hate that. I'm not normal. I hate that. I'm not like in with everyone else. And I I feel like he probably like moved away, did the whole like, you know, coming out thing and like blew it up. Right. And, and then, then probably was a circuit party and twink. then felt shame for doing it and came back and then was like, I'm finding God now. So it's, I don't want to like judge him for it, but I feel like he was probably going through a like self-hatred process mm-hmm. and his way of dealing with it is religion, which is yeah, like it is what bearing it is. all those problems down and just yeah. sort of being like uh having this uh god to sort of like guide him through life basically. Exactly. Like even like even and it's crazy too cuz even his mom is like sure you can be gay like please come out as gay (laughs) yeah Um, the mom is like i just want you to be happy like she sees him having the struggle and tanner also has a sibling um the middle sibling i believe is also a queer person so the mom is like i just wish he would come out so he can just be happy i want him to have love in his life like i don't care what that looks like Right, because you could see even with the middle son that was gay, um, that like you could just see he was like really happy and like chilling with his mom and like you know just having a real good time. And then you have like Tanner brooding in the corner, <laughs> right? Um, and like how sad, right? Because the like the clips you see in the B roll when he's doing his local shows in theater, you can see how happy he looks and that he's enjoying it. But then as soon as those stage lights are off, it's like he's back into that, that show. I mean, and he's already, I don't know. Like, I, I just want to make sure that it doesn't come off as me judging him because I don't, I don't want to judge him because everyone goes through their own process, but like, he's already a theater queen. Like he's performing at these like Branson shows. So it's like, what's the, like, what's the problem, Tanner? Like, just come out and be yourself. <laughs> it's the scary part, right? It's always that last little bit because all of the pieces are in place, but he just hasn't been brave enough to just step out and truly be himself yet. Right. But And I think over the course of the show, he did. And I thought that also it was really, like, a great thing for him to do that and to have his mom in the performance and incorporate his family because it's sort of like as the older brother, it reaffirms like his middle brother's like gayness and queerness and like the accepting of that. Mm-hmm. And you could tell like um, even backstage, like all the B-roll footage where the middle brother is with um, Tanner, like you could just really see that he was like looking up to his older brother and like there was really much more of a connection between the two. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is going to level up their relationship as well. Definitely. Tanner had a pretty sickening performance. I love Tanner's look. Tanner was a bearded queen. Yes, giving us Bowie Gaga vibes. Yes, fully. It, was, it was like the born this way, right? That was the song yeah. Tanner performed yeah. to. Like, yep. you can't go wrong with that, so... And Mom's <laughs> wig was giving me, like, Maleficent, some little sister or something. Oh. <laughs> I was getting, like, I was getting Rita Repulsa. Ah, uh, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, like, the middle the middle child uh, was in a kick line in the back with a few other fellows. I don't know. It was a really a cool episode or a cool performance um, when they, like, kind of switched it up into... This was, like, the mega mix uh, performance group, but... Uh, when they switched over into Born This Way, I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so good. And I, I loved his outfit, too. Definitely, like you guys were saying, Bowie, Gaga-esque. It was just, I don't know, Tanner, I really liked his... I was like, if he would tour as a drag queen, I would go see that show because I really like the aesthetic. Right, yeah. And I'm glad that in the end, Tanner um, is now living as an out gay man yes. that happens to also be a Christian. Right. That was like such a happy ending. And I was like, before they showed that scene, I was like, man, I really hope like things turn out okay for him. And then they showed that and I was like, oh, yay, that's awesome. Uh, so it's all's all right in the world. This that's show right. is so good. Like this show is so good. Like keep making this show i love this show so much <laughs> it's all about living your truth and one of the things that i just love to see on these shows is um the people that come out to the show you can tell who the queer community is like i love this the snippet of um it looked like a middle-aged woman had an equality sweatshirt on and she was just kind of like pulling it off of her chest all night just like so excited to be in that environment at a show like that and I love it more for the people who are not quite familiar with the queer community or drag community because it's just a lot of fun and And it's like how could you could you imagine how much a pride event like would make for that town can we also talk about too real quick though the song that plays on the end credits is so fucking good. I love any song that's like talking about America when it's in regards to like gay shit because oh, yeah. it's like, okay, like America isn't all about just like fucking stupid rednecks. It's actually like my America is this. So fuck off. So I don't know. I just really enjoy that they have like an in your face, like America song, like at yeah. the end of it. It sends a message <laughs> because people in our lovely, lovely country, the idiots in our lovely, lovely country. Yeah. I said it love to act like this country was not built on theft and abuse. Like it's just part of our history. Um, we're a melting pot. We've got cultures all over from all over that's what we are like known for. So get the fuck over it and let's have a giant potluck after we're allowed to see each other again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we did forget to talk about Chris's drag performance, which was a cute little wrestling number. Oh yeah. I liked that. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that a lot. It was really fun. It, I think it made it more comfortable just to kind of have the wrestling element, but it was also fun because it's just like drag queens lip syncing and pushing each other. <laughs> And his daughter that came out in the little wrestling uniform was so cute. And that fierce Elsa wig. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I think um, 
Chris was not the most exciting performance, but I think that Chris tried his best. He got through it, And I think Chris was nervous. Yeah. You could kind of tell. Well, and Eureka did such a cute job of, like, making it comfortable for Chris, too, because she made it in a way that was, like, more of, like, a... You know, because, like, straight man, like, you don't you don't want to, like, make it too, like, sassy and feminine, You don't want a sissy that walk too hard. She made it, like, into kind of, like, a femme, like, wrestling match. So it was really cool yeah. that she did that. Mm-hmm. It really was fun. But, um, yeah, so that, that's the episode. We're here, episode three this week. We can close the book on Branson, Missouri. Yes, um, <laughs> my goodness, this show—it's—it's it's just so great. Shout out to Shangela. We um were talking to Shangela in our Instagram DMs. I hope she listens to the show, and I think it's safe to say we're probably gonna keep covering where here after Celebrity Drag Race ends. Yeah, for sure. As long as it goes, we will be covering this show. It's so good. Yes, so good. Yes, great yes. messages. Yeah, we like, love it. Even just like, even in this hateful, you know, the hateful people in this town, like just seeing an openly gay person walking around, like that's just something that just says a lot. So I don't know. This was, this is great. This one was great. There was a lot more conflict with the uh, accepting of them in their town, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just love to see it. Yeah, I love to see it. And listeners, just remember, like, if you do live in a bigger city where it's okay for you to be out and proud, just, you know, don't take that for granted because we Mm -hmm. see places like Branson and, you know, any of us could end up in any situation. So just be thankful and do your best to help out your community. And that's, that's, at the end of the day, that's what makes this show so great is, is shedding light on the true America, right? Like, yes, we have the cities and yes, it's accepting in those cities, but like a lot of people, they don't have that. Like this is what we're, what they're showing on this show is what a lot of like, you know, the Bible belt of America is what Mm -hmm. it's showing. And that's so important for all of us to see that and to remember that and that we need to keep pushing to show acceptance throughout. So, right. Similarly in the last uh, city you guys were saying how i think stoney was saying how he liked the shot of bob under the confederate flag and mm-hmm. in this one they're all standing out in front of this like fully decorated like yep. all right bonanza store yeah it's crazy like oh my gosh i just i could not just mad props to bob and shangela because i i could not be in a place like that yeah, I would be like, what's... I need to write a Yelp <laughs> review. Like, this is not good. I'd be like, I need a Beyonce concert right now. I feel away. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my gosh. Well, what a fun week, you guys. Fun week in podcasts. We threw a lot of content at you. So if you're appreciative of it, feel free to uh, like and review. Feel free to tell your friends. And, you know, we'll be back at you with uh, our normal just two podcasts next week. Yes, Queens. There's going to be a lot of content coming your way. So please stay tuned and please reach out. We love to hear from you. Yes, girl. We'll be back next week. But until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye.